Introducing Real Marketing Bull. As a marketing expert myself, I could honestly say that I don't care much for marketing experts. To make a generalization, they are perhaps the most greedy, deceiving, manipulating, two-faced, hype-generating, exaggerating, deadline-promoting, exclamation-point-abusing, sales-letter-writing, testimonial-making-upping, incoming-flating, spam-sending, tell-em-seminar-having, guru-following group of professionals on the planet. Of course, this is only a generalization. If you are a marketing professional, you are, of course, part of the 1% that does not fit into this category. But for the other 99% out there, they deserve to be exposed. This is what Real Marketing Bull is all about. What we hope you will get from this podcast. If you are an ethical business person, we hope that you will connect with the information and facts we provide in this podcast. We hope you will laugh with us at the absurd lengths some marketers will go to to try to get our business. We hope you will feel a sense of sweet revenge as less-than-ethical marketers are finally exposed for their crimes against humanity. But most of all, we hope you really like our podcast and tell other ethical business people to listen to it. If you are a shady business person, we hope that you will read our facts and examples and see these marketing techniques for what they really are, a cruel deception. We hope you do not turn psycho on us and hunt us down like animals, but rather laugh with us and rethink your marketing strategies. But most of all, we hope you really like our podcast and tell other shady business people to listen to it. If you are a shady or ethical non-business person, then we hope that this podcast will open your eyes to these tricks of the trade which will lead to avoid giving your business to organizations who use these marketing tactics. We hope that you share our sense of humor and will laugh along with us on this comical journey through the harsh reality of real marketing bull. But most of all, we hope you really like our podcast and tell other shady or ethical non-business people to listen to it. Conspiracy theory? So what if I believe that man really did not walk on the moon and it was all just a government ploy staged in Hollywood in order to beat the Russians in the space race? I mean, come on. We've been exploring this planet since we've been here and we haven't even discovered a fraction of its secrets. But after a few trips to the moon, we're done with it? Yeah, right. Anyway, this does not make me a conspiracy theorist. Some would say it makes me a moron. To each his own. Generally speaking, however, I see things the way they are and tend to buy into the most practical and probable reasoning. How come these methods of advertising and marketing are still legal? How come the authorities have not cracked down on them if indeed they are based on lies and deception? Why do authors insist on asking three questions in a row when they really only have two good questions? Some shout conspiracy, but we know better. Conspiracies are saved for major things like shootings of presidents, alien abductions, and fried chicken food chains. This is merely a case of the gray area getting pushed a little bit too far and not enough damage being done to justify cracking down. Think about it. If an American business screws you out of your money, a taxable transaction has been made. Yes, even an online sale of Viagra constitutes a legal transaction. 
money is circulated, taxes are accrued, and the U.S. economy is all the better for it. Wait a minute. This kind of does sound like a conspiracy. Are we really that stupid? We, collectively speaking, really are that stupid. We are a race of beings that are wooed by instant gratification, lustful pleasures, and the American dream. Sometimes we want to believe in something so badly that reason shuts down and wishful thinking takes over. This is our kryptonite. In fact, I bet that one day some intelligent intergalactic life form will take over our planet by promising us college degrees in two weeks, cheap software, and larger penises. But all hope is not lost. We are a learning race. Once our eyes are open to the tomfoolery in the marketing biz, we begin to become enlightened. We start to see these deceptive ads and other marketing bull for what it actually is and not what we want it to be. The justification. Did you ever find yourself asking and giving yourself the answers you want to hear? Like, paying a prostitute to have sex with me is okay, isn't it? I mean, it's really no different than spending money on dinner, movies, and flowers, except that by paying for sex directly, I can still spend the evening watching MacGyver reruns. It's quite amazing how we can let ourselves be talked into things just by justifying them. Or perhaps a more pertinent and appropriate example, take a father who needs to make $500 in the next three days to save his home from foreclosure. This person knows that he can send out a spam to 1 billion email addresses for $6 and sell an ebook on how to escape foreclosure and make some good money in the process, which ironically is about sending spam to a billion addresses selling an ebook on doing the same. This person knows that his action would be shady to say the least, but is willing to do it because in his mind it is justified. As much as we would love to judge people for their moral and ethical flexibility, unless we are in the exact same circumstances, we really cannot say with 100% certainty what we would do. We cannot judge them, but we can certainly poke fun at them and bring their actions into the spotlight. After all, action results in an equal and opposite reaction. This podcast is the reaction to all the unscrupulous actions taken by modern-day marketers. What this podcast is not. This podcast may be many things, i.e., a long-winded rant by two people who consider themselves morally and ethically superior to normal people, a cheap shot at many marketers just trying to make a living, a drink holder, etc. But there are some things it is not. So let's get your expectations in line with the content of this podcast from the start. This podcast is not about fraud or scams. God knowing there are more than enough fraudulent offers, scams, and outright illegal businesses out there. In fact, I've been an unwilling customer to many of them. But let the authorities expose this class of evil. We will stick with the kind of evil where people can still say, Hey, that's funny, instead of, my grandmother fell for that scam, and now she's dead. This podcast is not an attempt to cast moral judgment on anyone. We, the humble authors of this podcast, are mere mortals in this journey we call life. We are not divine powers who can cast those who spew their deceitful marketing antics on an unsuspecting public into the fiery pits of hell. If we were, 
That'd be cool. But we're not. We understand that some people bend morally and ethically just so they can have the necessities in life, like a, a fancy title, a corner office, and an $80,000 car. Life is tough, and sometimes people need to do questionable things just to get by with these necessities. This podcast is certainly not an endorsement for any of the products or services mentioned within this podcast. Depending on what the lawyers say, we may end up hiding the true identity of some of the businesses and products mentioned in this podcast. However, we feel that's like announcing at a town meeting a known pedophile has moved into town, but we're not telling you who it is. But unlike most pedophiles, these businesses are not ashamed of what they are doing. Wait, did we really just compare businesses that use deceptive marketing techniques to pedophiles? Our apologies to all the pedophiles out there. Selling the dream. I recently attended a public speaking conference that took place at a large hotel and conference facility. There were a few conferences going on at the same time, but one of these conferences was attracting more attention than any other conference. This conference room was filled with colorful balloons, scrumptious-looking food and drink, and a DJ playing high-energy music at a louder-than-usual level life-size posters of happy and wealthy people, and, of course, people who are obviously excited to be there. As I walked by this room and glanced in, I was immediately greeted with a, Hi, my name is Joe, by a gentleman in a Filene's basement closeout rack suit with enough gel in his hair to protect his cranium from an anvil dropping from at least 14 feet. Hello, I responded cheerfully, matching his freakishly high energy level. So what do you do for a living? Bluntly asked the man in the $99 suit. I run an internet company, I said. I did not expand on this answer because I instantly knew where this conversation was headed. But I did want to take control of the conversation that he so elegantly sucked me into. So I immediately followed up with, So what are you guys selling? I'm glad you asked that. We are selling the American dream, said old Ironhead proudly. No, really, what are you guys selling? I asked again. We are selling financial freedom, said Armani. But what product or service are you guys actually selling? I persisted. It's a, well, it's kind of like more of a, you know, if you give me your number, I can explain it to you when I have some more time. He had no idea what he was actually selling. Sell the benefits, not the product. In marketing, we are taught to sell the benefits, not the product. Or put another way, sell the sizzle, not the steak. This is Marketing 101 and wise advice. Taken in its proper context, not only is this a powerful marketing technique, but it is a very ethical solution to communicating to prospects how the product can help them. Sometimes people fail to see the benefits on their own, and by making that connection for the prospect, both parties benefit. Take, for example, those cool, hip Macintosh commercials. You know, the ones with the nerdy guy who plays the PC and the young, styling guy who plays the Mac? Hello, I'm a Mac. And I'm a PC. These are all about the benefits of owning a Macintosh versus a PC. Nothing about the specs of the Mac. This is because nobody really cares about the exact specs, except perhaps the type of guy portrayed by the PC. Sell the benefits, not the product. Such a simple rule. Or is it? The pyramid scheme is born. 
slick marketers started to ask themselves, if it's all about selling the benefits, then why start with the product? Why not start with the benefits? And why even bother with a product if people are just interested in the benefits? Thus, the pyramid scheme was born. The pyramid scheme can be defined as a non-sustainable business model that involves the exchange of money primarily for enrolling other people into the scheme, usually without any product or service being delivered. The pyramid scheme is just as American as apple pie. Where else in the world would a system be invented where one can get rich by selling the dream of getting rich? Pyramid schemes are, of course, illegal in the United States and many other countries. But this podcast is not about illegal schemes. Multi-level marketing is born. So the deceptive marketing Houdinis that managed to escape the feds had to come up with another way to get rich while screwing the public. Since the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, cracked down on the whole selling nothing scheme, they had to work within the new laws, or at least around them. Besides, people were less ignorant now due to the exposure of the pyramid scheme. What to do? Rumor has it that these shysters had a weekend summit that was held in Screwsville, USA. Their roundtable discussion went a little something like this. I want to start by welcoming you all to this emergency meeting. As you all know, the government has once again interfered with our right to live the American dream. Why should we be penalized because we are morally void enough to use high-pressure sales techniques and powerful emotions to trick people into giving us their money. Why can't we prey on the ignorant? These people, after all, fall for our pitches because they want instant results with little effort. They deserve to get suckered by us. Fine. The government has set rules. Let's play by their rules. Instead of getting people to buy into our pyramid schemes and get nothing in return, Let's give them some kind of product. Uh, like what? Something we can grossly inflate the value of. We can say the product has amazing healing effects, pay off some doctor to endorse the product, or make some outrageous claims as to the miraculous effects of the products. Don't you think that people will just find out that the $40 bar of soap we're selling them is really just a crappy bar of soap with a hyped-up sales pitch? If they do, they won't care. Those involved in our programs won't care about the product. They will be focused on the dream. The product will just be a way to get around the FTC rules. What can we call this new sales scheme? First of all, we should probably stop referring to it as a scheme, at least publicly. Let's give it a name that will make our people feel smart when they tell others what they do. Kind of like the donut lady at the donut shop who refers to herself as a confection specialist. Let's also stay away from the word sales and use marketing instead. I never saw a sign that read, We shoot every third marketing person and the second one just left. Good idea. How about pyramid marketing? Let's try to avoid the words scheme, pyramid, and prison. Okay. What about multi-level marketing? Brilliant! Okay. MLM is not pure evil. Despite the admittedly fictitious piece of history you just heard, we really are not against multi-level marketing, or any form of marketing for that matter, just the abuse of the system by evildoers. There are MLM companies still around today that are very successful and completely legal and legitimate, and have very ethical participants who have financial net worths much greater than ours. So why our shot to MLM? 
MLM tends to attract the dregs of the marketing community when the company in question puts more focus on the recruiting than on the direct selling. This leads to more real marketing bull. More than telemarketing, but not quite as much as email marketing. We'll get to that later. It leads to the participation of more unscrupulous characters. More than retail marketing, but not as many as politics. And the MLM companies that put more focus on recruiting than direct selling tend to walk the line of illegality. More than Chinese restaurants in neighborhoods with surprisingly few cats, but not as much as inner-city massage parlors. If you are considering an MLM business, run through this quick test that will help you determine if the company is acting within the law or not. Multi-level marketing becomes dangerously close to an illegal pyramid scheme when... The sales pitch is more like a Broadway performance. Getting information on the company prior to buying into the program is more difficult than finding naked pictures of Eleanor Roosevelt on Google. You are sure that you will have more money than God, but not quite as much as Bill Gates. The product is sold at a ridiculously inflated price, well above its market value. Kind of like the iPhone, version 1.0 at least. The majority of projected income is based on commission from your downline rather than product actually being sold to someone besides you. Do you really need a lifetime supply of all-natural toothpaste at $86 per tube? The constant assurance that the business is legitimate and legal. This is like going to a restaurant and having the cook come out to assure you that eating the food will not kill you. Before you get involved in any business, do your best to let reason lead the way. Don't let anyone manipulate you by elevating your emotions to a level that would make Richard Simmons look normal. <laughs> Buying the Dream, my Ferrari. In 1999, Jean-Luigi Longotti Butani, the then CEO of Ferrari North America, wrote a book appropriately entitled Selling Dreams, How to Make Any Product Irresistible. This book is basically about how to convince people to buy something they don't need and probably don't really want. I have to admit, I didn't buy his book. This is because I wasted all my money on one of his Ferraris instead. Just like most American boys growing up, I loved the exotic sports cars. In the movies, only the cool guys and the hot chicks would drive such cars. A good example is Magnum P.I. with his classic red Ferrari. Yes, despite his over-revealing 80s-style shorts that would make any heterosexual man cringe, Magnum P.I. was, by 80s standards, cool. These childhood notions that told me I needed a Ferrari to be cool carried over to adolescence and ultimately adulthood. I was sold on the dream of owning a Ferrari. When I sold my first company of significant value in 2001, I went out and spent $241,000 on a 2000 silver Ferrari Modena with a navy interior that retailed for $190,000. Apparently, there was such a massive wait for these cars that dealers can charge this much and get it from suckers like me. So there I was, a 29-year-old with my dream car. I was living my dream. But like from all dreams, you eventually wake up. Being a father of a two-year-old at the time, the two-seater Ferrari did not serve us well as the family truckster. And because I took Archie, my 110-pound yellow lab, to work with me every day, I couldn't take the car to work. This is because Archie was a snob who preferred Lamborghinis and wouldn't go anywhere near the Ferrari. 
The few times I did drive the car, I was paranoid about accidents and leaving it in a parking lot and uncomfortable driving it through the hood. I would often coach the drug dealers on ethical ways to sell their drugs. In the two years I owned the car, I drove it about 20 times for a total of about 500 miles. I eventually sold it and bought myself a $30,000 Lexus sedan and a pair of those Magnum shorts. Sometimes the best part of a dream is the dream itself. This is, of course, just an introduction to Real Marketing Bull. Each week, we plan on delivering you the top bull of the week with case studies and real examples. Marketing has gotten a bad rap over the years, and rightfully so. It is time to do our part to expose, educate, and, oh yes, entertain. Join us each week at realmarketingbull.com or find us on iTunes. 